You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a Satellite Sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. We are so glad you're here today. I'm Leon Dolan. I'm a writer and producer in Pasadena, California. I have just completed my fifth novel. Woo! And I'm going to tell you all about it. <laughs> all right. But first, uh, this is a question of the day. Again, Julie is just a question of the week machine. She just turns them out. She's got a lot of questions, Julie. And this one is, what was your favorite Halloween costume growing up? So, uh, Liz... Wow. Okay. Well, this is a little cringy, sisters, I have to admit. It's not something I would do in this day and age. But remember, that was that point in your youth where you went from like the childish costumes to things that were a little edgier. And that for me, that was the year I was a hobo. And remember, that used to be a thing. Yes. That was a very common Halloween costume, right? Yeah. I'm pretty certain that's not a thing anymore. Right. Uh, But anyway, yeah, I was a, I was a hobo. A, yeah. yeah, I remember. Yeah. I, re- I remember the pictures, Liz. Of you, I do too. Yes, it was edgy, Liz. <laughs> that's Liz Dolan in Santa Monica, California. Everybody, <laughs> oh, yeah. ladies and that's, gentlemen, that's me. Here I am, Liz Dolan, Santa Monica. <laughs> You're correct, Leanne. Good guess, Julie. How about you? Well, this is Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas, and I, I, I think I have another uh, a Halloween costume. Again, I'm not sure it would be appropriate now. But uh, a long time ago, our mom and dad went to Spain on vacation and they came back with a lot of souvenirs for the kids. And the one Halloween, they made our two older brothers, Jim and Dick, go as Spanish matadors. So they had Hmm. Spanish matador hats and red capes. And I went as a Spanish senorita. And I had a beautiful long skirt, which just seemed so luxurious to me, and a black mantilla, black lace mantilla. So uh, I was a Spanish senorita. That sounds, yeah, that sounds like the kind of costume girls like yeah mine is in that vein in the sense that it was like something i wouldn't normally wear i was a butterfly and so i got to wear my ballet outfit underneath but mom had bought me these beautiful wings like i and i oh they were just gorgeous but of course connecticut in october then you have to put the ski jacket over (laughs) the wings i know i know that's a costume killer costume killer. (laughs) I was a butterfly for like three years running until it just really (laughs) fell apart. I just love that costume. Oh, good question, Joel. Good question. Uh, Let us know on the Facebook group what your favorite Halloween costume was as a kid or what your kids are wearing this year. Um, All right. What's on the show today? Well, we have a lot on the show today. I mean, people came, they brought it. We brought Mm -hmm. it in the production meeting. We have a whole health pod pod. Uh, Liz and I did a lot of listening over the last Mm -hmm. couple of weeks to some great health related um, podcast, including Katie Couric talking about her breast cancer diagnosis. Liz, a fascinating podcast about circadian medicine. Yeah. Right? Whoever heard of that, but it's important. <laughs> <laughs> and another one of my fave podcasts, but Julie's bringing Tuesday trends. So we got something chit chatty to talk about. It's quite a lineup for you here in the Tuesday trends. Jewel. I know. I know. We're going to talk about those new car paint colors. Okay. 
Don't tell me, but I want to know what you think about those new colors. Yes. All right. And we have a full, full complement of entertaining sisters recommendations. And Liz, you're doing a really nice roundup from the Facebook group. Two, two posts this week that really stuck out to you. A salute to two James, because our Satellite Sisters Facebook group, as we always say, is the nicest corner of the internet. Okay. <laughs> All right. But first, I, I can I can now report that I have turned my fifth novel into my editor. It went in Sunday afternoon at like 3.06 p.m. Uh, <laughs> Not that anyone was either counting the words <laughs> or counting the time. Let the record show it was due on Monday. So thank you very much for getting it in early. Yep. That's what professionals do. (laughs) So I did something very unusual that I don't normally do. I know usually you complete the draft and then you go back and you fill stuff in and you correct stuff and you go over it again and again and again. But this time I did all that, except I hadn't written like the very last chapter. There's a specific reason for that. So on the last day, I wrote the last chapter. Like I just didn't want to overthink it that much. So I saved it for the last day. And I tweeted it. I prepped it. You know, I I did the spell check and everything. Things are good. Reread it. I was like, okie doke. I'm hitting send. But then I did realize yesterday I was driving around like that's the first day off I've had. I, it's been an intense nine weeks. I, you know, I've had eight months to write it, but the last nine weeks have a lot been quite intense. So yesterday I was just running errands and doing all the things I hadn't done. And I just remembered like, wait a minute. I think that word was supposed to be cascade and not cavalcade. <laughs> Oh, well, that's what editors are for. Yeah, I know. Somebody will find that. (laughs) Or at least one of your readers will find it. Yeah, believe me. Yeah, yeah. Here, 83,000 words, but this one you spelled wrong. Okay. So, yeah. But I was like, (laughs) what was I thinking? What does cavalcade means? Like a parade. That is not the context (laughs) of that. Okay. (laughs) So maybe I shouldn't have waited until the last day, but that's okay. I can still fix it. There's plenty of time. She'll look Mm -hmm. at it now. It sits with her for a couple of weeks. She reads it. And then she sends me back like a, you know, honestly, like an eight page email with all the notes and thoughts. And then I'll have a couple months to, to do any rewriting. So I can inhale deep breath, really looking forward to hitting the road. When will this book come out, Leanne? When is this book coming? You know what, Julie, I'm glad you asked that because it comes out in January, 2024. Okay. I I know that sounds like a ridiculously far time away, but- that's actually the, you know, the publishing industry is actually having supply chain issues. So you used to be able to finish a book and by finish, I mean, everything like the, it's, it's copy edited, the, you know, the jacket covers ready to go. The book club guide is in there. Like it's, it's locked and loaded and ready to be printed. You used to have to do that about six to nine months before your pub date, but now it's 12 months. It's months. So that's why I will probably like finish, finish this book in January. All that will be done. Uh, And so it will come out 12 months from now. So people, you know, you can't finish a book in calendars. Yeah. Yeah. You can't finish a book in January and have it come out in May. So, um, but, but thank you for asking that because several people had said that seems like a long time off, but that part of that is supply chain issues. Yeah. Yeah. And And I know a bunch of writers that have had books come quote out, but the books weren't ready. So then you have to scramble and that's really a mess. So um, I think they're just being extra cautious now. Okay. 
And we've commented before, it's a super provocative title, Leanne. Oh. Everyone, I've, everyone I've mentioned the title to, like my friends, they raise their eyebrows and like, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, the title of the book is The Marriage Sabbatical, right? Right. Oh, yes. Okay. And yes. And it's about what you think. It's about a couple that just takes a sabbatical, but okay. there's more to it than that uh, on marriage uh, yes. with to each other. So, but yeah, no, it's, you know, it's, yeah, it's, um, it was a juicy topic to write about. I can, I can tell you that <laughs> so, okay. again, it's fiction. I would like to say that <laughs> uh, fiction. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> yeah, we do not want to go inside your marriage. Don't worry. That's no, no, no. Well, you know why? My marriage is boring. It's not. I mean, it's no one wants a marriage where like people fall asleep at eight o'clock on the couch watching a British murder mystery. Like that is not. And then, well, they like, want that as their marriage that they just don't want to read a novel about. It. Right. <laughs> right. So, ooh, we did yard work on the weekend. <laughs> I mean, there's no plot there. There's nothing. We get nothing. Okay. No. Right. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. It's been, it was fun to write. It was fun, fun to now, especially now that it's in, it was fun to write. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I had something, uh, a major accomplishment on Thursday of last week, uh, which is this after years of getting to any airport anywhere in the world super early for a flight. Like the number of hours I've spent waiting in airports, countless. I actually made it worth it once. That happened on Thursday. I've never what, really what, needed, what happened? I've never really needed to get there that early, Julie, but I was waiting for the moment where like, oh, thank God I got here super early. That's what happened on Thursday. Because for the first time since pre-pandemic, I drove myself to the airport and was parking at the airport. So that takes a lot more time anyway. Uh -huh. uh, and, you know, L.A. traffic, uh, rush hour. Yeah. Also not good. L.A. I, traffic, any hour. Any hour. Okay. Yes. okay. And then I get to the place where I park, which is called the parking spot. And normally I just zip into the valet line. I was only going to be gone for two days. I'll pay the extra 10 bucks for the valet to park it. And uh, big sign up no valet parking who knows that might, they might have been doing that for three years but i haven't been there for three years how would i know <laughs> so that so then i have to go around the back i now i'm self-parking now i'm riding around levels 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 trying to find a space find a space run upstairs get on the shuttle bus that goes to lax i'm getting on alaska airlines which is the very last stop on of course. the shuttle bus of course yes, yes. so oh, Mm -hmm. But I had factored in time for that, Julie. So like, I was feeling really good about my timing. Then as we're rounding the corner by the like Tom Bradley International Terminal, which I know you're familiar with. Yes. I happened to look into like my little change purse where I keep my money and all of my ideas and things. I don't know why. Just checking my stuff, you know, and I realized there was nothing in it. Like, there was no, my ID was gone. My credit cards were gone. Like nothing. Liz. So then I'm on the shuttle bus and I only have two more stops to figure out, okay, what's my move now? What's my move? Do I 
try to talk my way onto this airplane without an ID? Do I do I really have time to go all the way back on uh, the shuttle bus? Do I stay on the shuttle bus and hope he goes directly back, or do I get off this shuttle bus and get on a faster one that's oh, headed? Oh to my gosh, the story is giving me so much anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I know. I know. You have a lot of decisions to make very quickly in this situation. Do I like, is it worth missing the flight? So then, so I talked to the driver. I explained my situation. I was like, and, oh, here's the thing. I knew exactly where everything was. Oh, like the okay. Moment, I, that's the, what I was going to ask. The yeah. moment I saw what my problem was, I realized that when I drove into the self park, which I, where I was never meant to be, uh, and I had to scramble to find to, my credit card to swipe in the machine, that must have been where everything spilled out onto like the passenger seat of my car. So I could kind of picture it all sitting there. So my theory was if I just got back to my car, I could scoop it up quickly and get back. Did I really have enough time? So I asked the driver, I'm like, are you headed straight back to the, uh, to the garage? He's like, yeah. I was like, okay, I'm sticking with you. He drives back. I was like, how soon do you go back? It's like, I'm here for five minutes. I'm like, okay, don't leave without me. I run downstairs. Well, <laughs> run, run his relative. Have you <laughs> promised a big tip by this point <laughs> oh to the driver? God. Oh, yeah. my God. Uh, so, you know, old lefty still, there's not a lot of running, running. That's what I was on. wondering about that. But there too. was very fast movement. I get in the elevator. I go down to the third level. Boom. Sure enough, all of my credit cards are sitting there and my IDs on the passenger seat of my car, which, by the way, wouldn't have been good to like leave town and have all of your credit cards sitting in your car <laughs> no, in no. a public parking garage. No. So scoop everything up. Boom. Go back upstairs. My man is still there. Boom. We get back in. <laughs> We're just zooming around. And I made that flight. Not only did I make that flight. I'm embarrassed to admit that I still had 30 minutes left to sit at the gate. <laughs> wow, Liz. You're anyway, an inspiration, Liz. You're an inspiration. Yeah, yeah, but it's all worth it now. All those years, all those years, all became worth it on Thursday night at LAX. I'm, I'm, I'm relieved that I finally had that experience. Oh, my gosh, Liz. I'm emotionally exhausted from listening to that story. <laughs> <laughs> nothing worse than looking down and not having your purse yeah, or your, your ID. Yeah. Yeah. That seems like a heart attack in and of itself. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope this will calm you down. I have some follow-up stories from last week. First of all, flu shot. I, I got my flu shot this week, sisters. You know, I've developed a very nice relationship with my pharmacist. Uh, I think we got very close during COVID and I want to give a $5 Satellite Sister shout out to all pharmacists because I think they yes. really step up and really helped all of us make it through that terrible, terrible period. And so I was back in there. I wanted to get my flu shot and it's free, uh, FYI. So uh, don't be shy. Go get your flu shot. And uh, he gave me the injection and I said, oh, you did such a nice job. I complimented him. And he said, well, you know, you get pretty good after the first 1000 shots. <laughs> I was like, I was like, okay. Wow. That's they're all experienced. So I think that's good news to everyone. So in the words of Edna Dolan, our mother, did you get your flu shots? At the <laughs> right. Isn't that just the way she would say? Uh -huh. it? Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. All right. Second follow-up story. Now, you remember last week I brought to you two big stories, one about the cheating epidemic that was going on in a wide range of sporting events, Mm -hmm. right? We Mm -hmm. talked about it in poker, fishing, okay? Mm -hmm. Yes, chess. I also mentioned that what was bringing me up that was going to really power me through the week was that it was Fat Bear Week. Well, don't you know this? Don't you? And Fat Bear Week, this is a national park in Alaska. They highlight the amazing transformation that bears make. And viewers get to vote on the 12 bears, but they don't actually weigh the bears, you know. So anyway, but don't you know it? They had a cheating scandal this week with the Fat Bear Week. Okay. No. Yes. No. Yes. Okay. Why have been bears stuffing themselves with fish or something? <laughs> no, Liz. No. This is worse. Well, that's what they do after hibernation. Yes. <laughs> this is fake votes, Liz. Okay. Oh, oh, oh no. my gosh. We have there's ballot stuffing, a rigged election. Okay. Oh, this man. is not right. Okay. This is not right. And as part of this, Otis, the one of the four, the four time, he's won it four times in a row. He's been knocked out. So we're down now to one bear whose name is 747. Uh (laughs) And yes, he's big versus 901. So the finale is tomorrow. The National Park said they've cleaned up the fake voting. Uh, Could we just not cheat when we're talking about bears? I mean, real. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's it's okay. And then the third story I wanted to bring to you is a little follow up. It was on our Facebook group, the Satellite Sister Facebook group. Heidi accused uh, Leanne and I of soup shaming. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Do you remember this, Liz and Leanne? Thank you, Heidi. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yes, you, Heidi. Soup shaming. Because last week, our question of the week, well, what is your favorite fall soup? And I guess she sensed a little mocking or skepticism on our part uh, about Liz's choice of butternut squash soup. But Leanne, uh-huh. we didn't really shame Liz. Did we soup do soup shaming, Leanne? What do you I, think? You know, I, I just felt Liz could... <laughs> Dug a little deeper. I mean, I think butternut squash soup is just the entry level soup. You know, mm-hmm. I was looking for a little, just jazz it up a bit with something ginger, a more carrot, elevated choice, bacon. You know, yeah. So I, I didn't mean to shame, and uh-huh. uh, I didn't mean to shame Liz. So if I did, I apologize. But I'm going to say it again: just jazz it up a bit. You know. Ooh, okay. I don't think she's coming down off that point of view. Okay, because a lot of people think uh, that butternut squash soup, including Heidi, is the bomb, and they they were with you, Liz. And as Leon posted. In the Facebook group, she doesn't think it's possible to shame Liz Dolan. Yeah, okay, that's true, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think I, I certainly didn't mean ill will to you. I can't speak for my sister over there, Leanne, uh, but uh, I know that's my position. So, what do, you, what do you think of the soup shaming scandal that's going on at Satellite Sisters right now? Well, uh, you know, there are many people that it's not just that they came to my position on this, but they also were enthusiastic about butternut squash soup like uh let's see Lori but she posted a delicious looking recipe but Lori Beckett Emily Suzanne there was just a lot of soup enthusiasm let's yes. call it yeah and uh which is Julie you you predicted that we would get a big reaction to a soup question Leon and I were skeptical about that you, were, you soup were shaming me yes, yes. in fact 
<laughs> but you were in fact correct that people care a lot about soup. So as a result of all of the soup enthusiasm we've seen in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group, I've decided to do a special edition of Cooking with Liz. So uh, I know people wanted a season of soup. I am not committing to a season, people. Uh, but I am going to do... <laughs> No matter how enthusiastic you might be, <laughs> she's not doing it. I'm leaving myself open here. I'm doing a Cooking with Liz Live, the soup edition. Okay. And the here's what I was thinking. We are not doing a podcast on the 25th of October or the 1st of November. We are off both of those weeks. So to tide you over in between, I'm going to be making soup on Saturday, October 29th at noon Pacific time on the Satellite Sisters YouTube channel. Okay, so subscribe to the YouTube channel and it will be Cooking with Liz live, but I will be in Bend. So this is a rare, like first time ever opportunity to see a new Cooking with Liz set. So no matter what your level of soup enthusiasm, if you'd like to see a new Cooking with Liz set, that's what you'll see Saturday, October 29th at noon Pacific time. So I'm going to post this in the Facebook group. And in that thread, you can post any of your suggested recipes. Um, I'm telling you, the winner is going to be a butternut soup. Uh, <laughs> okay. But, a, did you hear what she said? A butternut. Soup. Yes. Yes. You right. just said butternut squash soup. I'm just saying, jazz it up. Jazz it up. I didn't go, Leanne, when you asked the question, it's not like I was going to go through all of the ingredients, but you're right. Multiple ingredients. You made lunch for me the other day and it was a delicious, what was it? Butternut. What else was in there? Butternut, carrot, and ginger. Yeah. It was delicious. Very nice. Yeah. But you don't need to make that because that's takeout at every every supermarket. Right. So, uh, you know, anyway, I'm going to make a soup Saturday, October 29th, live on the Satellite Sisters YouTube channel. So depending on your level of soup enthusiasm, you can join me there. It's a one off, though. <laughs> Cooking with Liz Live, the soup edition. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we, we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSisters at OseaMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. <laughs> No kidding. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils, I love it all. That duo they have going, oh. like you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the Mega Moisture Duo, yes. you can you can literally see your skin get firmer and it just delivers this full body glow. Okay, you know we have raved about the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Mm -hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria Collagen Body Oil. Youthful, yeah. Liz, a youthful yeah. glow is going to happen. <laughs> and it's infused with Osea's signature Andaria Seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself <laughs> because you're worth it. 
<laughs> that's, that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code Sad Sisters. So this is it. This is a win-win-win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to OseaMalibu.com and use code SATSISTERS for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm -hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz. My hair from Pros is getting <laughs> rave reviews. Leanne, I am not surprised. You have been on that Pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. I, do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Leon Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when it's, my hair's really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you, you're the boss. I'll take it. <laughs> you tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leon's. Okay? And I'm I'm using it. Pros isn't just better for you. It's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. So, Pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos, too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, Pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. We're back. We're the Satellite Sisters, Leanne, Liz, and Julie here. Um, you know, I just read in the Satellite Sisters, like how to... <laughs> or I'm sorry, a podcasting how-to uh, post, we're supposed to introduce ourselves. We had sort of gotten away from introducing ourselves. So what oh. do you think about that? Introducing ourselves again. Pretty yeah. good, huh? You mean every time we come in? Yeah, not yeah. every time, like occasionally, at oh, least okay. once during the show. At least once during the show, we're supposed to reintroduce the show. Okay. Which of course, Here we are. Um, 22 years in, still learning things. Thank you, Leah. Who said that? Who said we have to do that? Okay, I'm, I'm all, I'll do whatever you want. It was someone who had some authority in the podcast space, I would say. It's okay. just so funny because when we were in radio, we had to do it all the time, yeah. every single time we came back from commercial. So when we switched to podcasting, we had to unlearn introducing ourselves because it yeah. seemed idiotic because we were just sitting in our closets. So of course, but like people started at the beginning with the podcast, right? It's not right. just radio. Yeah. Right. So, uh, so there you go. Um, 
Lee and Liz and Julie here, satellite sisters. All right. But speaking of podcasting, we have a health pod pod. Uh, These are a couple of podcasts that we wanted to recommend to people, some specific episodes, others just a title about really interesting things in the news that we think might be helpful on your health and wellness journey. Of course, last week, Katie Couric, who has done so much to bring attention to colon cancer after the death of her husband and who also lost her sister to cancer was diagnosed with breast cancer. She went public with her breast cancer diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Katie had it. She was diagnosed over the summer. Uh, she had put off her mammogram. She said she's super vigilant about these tests normally because of her family history and what her husband and sister went through. Uh, but, you know, the pandemic, she'd sort of put off her mammogram. And don't you know it, six months later, she was diagnosed with uh, stage 1A breast cancer. She had a lumpectomy me, went through radiation, and then had just some really interesting follow-up. So the latest episode of her podcast, uh, Katie Kirk, Next Question, is about an hour and 20-minute special all about her cancer. But I just thought it was really well done. It's a fascinating mm-hmm. look at it. She's She has, she was taping herself anyway when the mammogram happened, Jewel, mm-hmm. because, yeah. you know, she's Katie Couric and she wanted to remind women to get their mammograms. I mean, she's great. I mean, she's been great about colonoscopies and, and she's yeah. really such a champion. So I had, I, you yeah. know, I wasn't surprised that she was, you know, uh, out, out front with this too. Yeah. And so she was taping anyway. And at one point the doctor's like, please turn off the tape recorder. So that's pretty scary. But over the course of the hour, you you hear from her, um, the radiologist, you hear from the oncologist, you hear from the radiation oncologist. I mean, you hear from really great doctors, you hear from her daughters who had such an interesting perspective on it. I thought that was great. Uh, Katie really opens up about what it meant. I thought it was just a really fantastic uh, episode. I agree. I, that's what I was listening to last Thursday night at LAX and then in my flight. It was really interesting because you can tell it's an unexpected result when she has the mammogram and the doctor is like, turn that thing off. And she's like, no, that's OK. Everything's going to be OK. And the doctor's like, no, seriously, Katie, turn that thing off. And then the steps she takes you through, because, you know, I've gone for my regular mammogram, but I've never had to go for whatever the next step is in her case. Yeah. In her case, it's because she has dense breasts, right? Leanne. And she explains a lot about the next step you need to take beyond your mammogram. If you have dense breasts, right. It's an ultrasound. I mean, that's what she calls it. And she said, you know, a lot of women, particularly women 50 plus, it was like 40% of women 50 plus have dense breasts. So it's very easy to miss something in a mammogram only. And for years, she's been getting both the mammogram and the ultrasound. And it was the ultrasound that picked up uh, the issue. So there's a lot of advocacy for, you know, demanding an ultrasound and a lot of insurance doesn't pay for it. So again, I think it's sort of required listening for people who are, you know, you're trying to get back on the health bandwagon and Uh you really want to make these appointments. And obviously October is breast cancer awareness month. So I thought it was really important, but I also think it would be great to listen to if you have a friend or a family member going through breast cancer. I think it's a really good education. You can learn a lot from Katie. So you don't have to ask the patient all those questions. Mm -hmm. I I found when I had cancer, like it, I, it was just, 
I, I wanted to just send people to the American Cancer Society page. Like, uh, can you just go check that out before you talk to me? It was hard to describe that. I know that sounds sort of terrible, but it was like a lot to be responsible for describing your own cancer all the time because I wasn't an expert. I just ha- happened to be diagnosed. So I think if you have a friend or a family member going through cancer, it would also be a great listen. Okay, good uh, recommendation, yeah. Leanne. Yep. That is a really good recommendation. Yeah, I was literally sitting there listening to it. And while I did, I got on the app for my the hospital here where I get my mammograms. And I in the My Chart app, you know, I checked when was my last mammogram? And I realized it was a year and three months ago. So while I was sitting listening to it, I also made an appointment for my mammogram because it I realized, is good for you. Good yeah, for you. Yeah. I, you know, I'm usually pretty good about it, but like Katie, like most of us, I've just sort of lost track of the annual cycles that we used to be in. I think the pandemic really upset a lot of that. So it's worth looking at your own medical records and saying, yeah, when was that? And it was a year and three months ago. So I'm going back in. Um, okay. So that was a great, that's the Katie Corrects podcast. Then I was listening to a podcast, you know, the New York Times does the daily, which is a daily news show. But on the weekends, they do something called the Sunday read, where they take one of the lengthier stories from the New York Times Sunday magazine, and a really good narrator reads it to you. And so a couple of weeks ago, the Sunday read was an article called the quest by circadian medicine to make the most of our body clocks. And I thought, circadian medicine, I don't, I've never even heard of that. So I listened to it and I got to say, it is super fascinating. First of all, it's deep thoughts about the meaning of time. <laughs> because, right. yeah. you know, I think the first point they make is that we all used to think that time was extrinsic, sort of something that we measure by seconds and minutes and clocks that we created. But scientists now know that time is intrinsic, that all of our cells, Julie, have timers. And the timers in our genes mean that many of the systems of our body have their own clock. So like your cardiovascular system has its own clock. Your digestive system has a clock, but even like your immune system and pretty much anything in your body has a clock, which, you know, is pretty deep when you think about it, that you're born with the, all these ticking clocks inside your body. Cause I think I'd always assumed, I mean, we've all had jet lag, right? Right. And I've always assumed that jet lag is because we are synchronized to outside clocks like okay now i have to get up because here it's eight it's, hours early. It's light light and darkness yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. but the clock is coming from inside your body <laughs> <laughs> that's so a little scary we what do, if the clock stops is that yeah, well, they discuss that as well i mean that's your that's the goal is to keep the clock from stopping right <laughs> so so in a in a macro sense it means things like the time of day when you take a certain medicine or even like get a flu shot, Julie, that was in the story. Like it could be that getting your flu shot at 5 PM is way more effective than getting your flu shot at 10 AM. They're going to be able to figure that out. And they're, but they're just in the process of figuring that out. Also, they were saying like, 
new testing for chemotherapy cycles are, you know, sometimes they have patients on like a 24 hour drip or different things like that. They're testing. They realize like, well, your body's only working for the 12 hours and then it's supposed to be resting for 12 hours. So you shouldn't keep anyone on a 24 hour drip for a medication. So they're working on all of that stuff, which is like way beyond my mind to be able to figure out what I can do about that. But in our daily lives, it also means that anything that fragments our sleep may also be disrupting all of those internal body system clocks. Because for instance, like we know that sleep is when our brain repairs itself. Mm -hmm. So if that's interrupted over the long term, that can lead to things like Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. Just waking up too much in the middle of the night can do that. And one of the docs who's leading some of this research also said that any light in your room during sleep hours can add to things like impaired glucose intolerance, cardiovascular regulation, increases in obesity and diabetes, just from having light in your room at night. I, see, I, I'm going to keep my night light, Liz. I don't care what you say, okay? Because <laughs> okay. if I run into the wall when I get up in the middle of the night, that's not going to be... <laughs> also bad for your health. Okay, yeah. that's true. But okay, just okay, so you know, it's interesting though. It, yeah, this, this is really fascinating. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so just two last things. This doctor said that something as small as like having a street light outside your window can actually impact the quality of your sleep because the light can leak in through your closed eyelids, <laughs> through your closed eyelids. And that will be, it may not even be waking you up, but it will be impairing your sleep. So that, I thought that was really interesting. And then last thing, this guy is such a hawk about light that when he travels, he brings a roll of duct tape with him to put over any like blue signal lights on the television or a bright clock radio. Wow. I mean, that's a little much. Okay. I'm not okay. doing that, but anyway, I just thought the whole thing was fascinating and it just so changes the nature of how you imagine your body working and has all kinds of implications. So there you go. You know, the clock is inside your body. <laughs> I will say this. Um, it was a it was an interesting story. I, I felt like the read was a little dry, mm -hmm. but uh, but at least in the podcast format, you're you're not the the article is not behind a paywall. You can yeah. listen for free on a podcast app. So we listened on the car ride down from Oregon, and it was a little dry, but it was fascinating. Also interesting to note that men and women have very different clocks. Uh, yes, so right. even. Yeah. Things like the flu shot for men might be better at 8 a.m., but for women, it's between 3 and 4 in the afternoon. And then there's a lot of... Um, a lot of implications, particularly for like metabolism. And I know people, there's a lot of myths around all those metabolism things, yeah. but uh, there was a lot of good information there. Yeah. It was just jam full. But what's interesting too, is that the science, like they just proved this less than 10 years ago, mm -hmm. like in 2014, there was this one scientist gave a paper and said, yeah, 50% of your genes are controlled by an internal clock. And, pe huh. and people who had been studying circadian medicine, like their minds melt melted because they just had never considered <laughs> yeah, that. Right. So, but it makes uh, sense. It does yeah. make sense. Yeah. yeah. So it's pretty interesting stuff. So that if deep dive, if you want to go into your circadian rhythms, deep dive there. And then the last podcast I just want to mention is a tried and true favorite here at Satellite Sisters, Nutrition Diva. So uh, this one is just every week, 10 to 12 minute 
podcast about a nutrition topic, but it is science-based. So there's none of that nonsense. <laughs> about, <laughs> about. Another word our mother used a lot. <laughs> nonsense. Yes. So the nutrition diva is highly qualified. She does a lot of debunking about things like, you know, leaky gut, for instance. She's just, she really debunks the whole concept of leaky gut, for instance. But just great topics, nutrition-based. Uh, I think it'd be super helpful if you're not listening to it. It's a good one to subscribe to. I like to listen in batches, three or four at a time. Monica Reinagle gets the job done over there at Nutrition Diva. So that's our Health Pod Pod. There you go. Three pods. For your, Excellent for your recommendations. Uh, well, I have some trends uh, to go with your pods. <laughs> and the first one, I'm sure you've noticed this because you live in LA, you're stuck in traffic. Those new car colors, you know what I'm talking about. It started with Nardo Gray when the Audi put up put out that that color, okay. But then all the other manufacturers have gotten on on it, and it's there's really not even a name for this. I looked I looked up and across a lot of websites, but you know what I'm talking about. It's that very flat color. That's very saturated. Now it comes in greens and blues. Oh, even so fun. it's sort of the it's the matte finish. Is the, the way matte it. finish? It's the matte yeah. finish with the clear gloss uh, on top. That's that's what it has. Okay, so there's no name for this trend, but it's a big trend. Okay, and and people are going for it. I, what do you think of it? You know, I like shiny cars. I mean, I'm I'm not a matte finish person, but you know what? They don't want me to be a matte finish person. You know who loves matte finishes? My sons. Yes. They think they're awesome from the very first R8 all the way out. Yeah. They, they just love the matte finish. They think they're very cool. So I think they're really being marketed to like, young, you know, young, people. young they, people. They don't yeah. have any metallics in it. That's, they don't have that fine, fine or that, you know, that fine finish that we like. Um, yeah. No. Liz, yeah. what are you now? You're always, you know, you like you're, you, you like to be on the young side. What do you think? Do you, well, do you go that's funny these? because I was thinking about this. I've noticed a lot of these cars around LA, and I came to even without having sons. I kind of same to came to the same conclusion that Leon did. Like, I think I'm too old for Matt finish. <laughs> like, I just think it's it gives it sort of a hot roddy kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. think that's my. I don't think that's my look at all, but I do kind of like the way it looks just not for me. It just, right. I, but I like it. How about you, Julie? I'm intrigued by it. I'm kind of perplexed by it. I really don't know what I think about it. It's just, it's so um, not disturbing. It just like, it's just jolting to me, <laughs> jolting to me. Like what's the color? What's that color in front of me? I don't know. So it's very eye-catching. I think that's the point. It really does make your car stand out. I guess that's what people want. Um, but there are some indications that it may be harder to maintain, that this gloss finish that they put on it uh, doesn't hold up as well as a metallic finish. So we'll have to get some more information, but maybe maybe you want a matte finish for your next car, you know? So <laughs> I don't know. All right, Leanne, how about this one? Apparently, Generation Z likes to watch TV with captions on. Here's a statistic. Okay, it's true. 80% of the people between the ages of 18 and 24 regularly turn closed captions on when watching TV. Why? 
Why? Well, because it's easier to keep up with the dialogue, apparently. Uh, they're more familiar with um, subtitled programming uh, than we might have been. And uh, captions are all over social media. So they're used to it. Mm. Huh. I find that very strange. I mean, presumably they can hear. So that, uh, <laughs> but. You know, so it's, it's not like an old person problem. Right. right. Uh, yeah. I, I associate captions with like, or, you know, either a hearing issue or, you know, those, those strong Scottish accents that no one understands on Shetland, you know, yeah. but huh, that really surprises me. Yes. Another survey said that 50% of Americans use closed captions. They just like it. It's easier. They like to read. Huh. All right. That's uh-huh. a okay. surprise to me. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Maybe it also allows them to like multitask more that you're sort of, you can kind of look up every once in a while, see what's happening, but you don't have to pay attention. I don't know. Right. I'm with Leah. Like that. Northern England accents, automatic caption for me. <laughs> That's, yes, that's indeed. it. Yes, yes. Okay. How about this? Do you ha- know any adults in your life? That's K I D U L T. This is a new growing trend where grown-ups that are looking for nostalgia, for comfort, they are buying children's toys. Okay. People ages 18 and up account for 14% of all toy sales. That's I a lot. I don't understand. No, no, no. That this means these <laughs> adults are going to build a bear. They're going to. They're buying Legos. They're going into American Girl dolls. Okay, these top brands. They're going to McDonald's and they want a Happy Meal list. Okay, I did see that. I saw that last week. McDonald's introduced the adult Happy Meal. Yes. Yes. Mm. Yeah. These, this is a trend that, and they're called kidults, uh, that they're people that are, that are like well past children's age, but for whatever reason, because, you know, they, well, they have more disposable income, perhaps they're crazy about Legos or American girls, and they just like the nostalgia and the comfort of going into these stores and buying uh, what they want. Well, well, my again, my sons buy the Legos. They, they still do. do. They yeah, still do because they, they have a whole series that is literally designed for their generation now. For adults, yes. yeah, for adults. So you know, and they're cool things like flowers, like bouquets, and you know, succulents and stuff like that. They're sort of unusual. Yeah, they they enjoy them. The they they enjoy the Legos because they never stopped liking Legos. It was so right. fun, right? Yeah. I know, I know. Okay, well. Or, I don't know. I, yeah. <laughs> you may I not know this to... about me, but I am not the least bit nostalgic. I just, I'm not nostalgic. I'm not sentimental about things from the past. I can't imagine what I would buy from my past. That would be what, like a Barbie doll? No. no Mom thing. didn't let us have Barbie dolls. No, See, that's, no, it might no, be worth were... it to get one. You might be like it, you know? No, I'm not don't interested. Know. How about you, Julie? No, I don't. I'm not uh, in. I think this is fascinating that like adults want to build build a bears, you know, but but it's sort of a crafting project, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't see that it's doing any harm. I mean, I, no, I know this at, yes. at the American Girl Cafe. They serve cocktails so you can buy your doll and uh, have a martini. So, 
Okay. <laughs> I mean, and I do know, remember our former engineer, John Ramos at ABC Radio? Yes. Huge collector of Star Wars toys. Yes. You know, so yeah. That's well, a whole. I mean, I that's a different that a thing. Those are pe- yeah. people who are collecting and trading. Mm-hmm. These are people that are still enjoying it. And I say, as long as you're not pushing my grandchildren out of line to get that Legos <laughs> or to get that American doll or that Happy Meal, I'm fine with it. Okay. All right. Well, I have one last story um, that is sort of the ultimate crossover for Satellite Sisters, I think. You know how we like to talk about sports, right? and you know how Leon enjoys talking about witches, yes. especially, especially <laughs> in the season. Spooky season, Liz. Spooky, spooky season. So here is my favorite current internet rumor, which is being very widely discussed because it's a witchy sports crossover. It is, the rumor is that Giselle Bunchen is a witch, and but she's a good she's a good witch, what they call a white witch. I'm just going to call her a good witch, and that for Tom Brady's career, she has been casting protective spells over him to shield his body and enhance his athletic abilities and that she gives him potions that have allowed him to freeze time and stop the aging process. So this is what he, you know, you got a witchy wife. This is what your witchy wife does for you. But now that they're kind of on the skids, right? It appears that they may be headed for divorce because he insists on going back to football and she, he had promised her that he wouldn't do that that she is withdrawing her witchy protective shields and that who knows what could happen to Tom Brady this season. Has anyone else heard this? No, I've heard it. It's my favorite story ever. So uh, I think it's a hundred percent true all the way around. It's preposterous. Yes. And I am team Giselle uh, for the record. Mm -hmm. So, So. So, yeah, I love it. I hadn't really hadn't occurred to me, but then I heard it last week. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I knew you'd get a kick out of that one, Lee. And that's and you can find that, Julie, hashtag witch talk. That's if you're on all the time, which all the time I know you're spending on TikTok, just hashtag witch talk. You can read it all. Liz, summer is coming up and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling there with your your butcher box. What what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in in Bend for part of the summer, I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what what I'm recommending. (laughs) Either way, you're just going to buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. ButcherBox gives you peace of mind and easy-to-find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz. Right. Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... (laughs) 
That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> nice to have something familiar there. <laughs> yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com sisters and use code sisters to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Liz, you know we love talking about FrameBridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting FrameBridge experience. Would I, I you did. like to share? Would you like you know, to? I know I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already frame-bridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the frame-bridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and FrameBridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, great for gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but FrameBridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds like- you're going to be happy, okay? <laughs> and that's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit FrameBridge.com or see a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's FrameBridge.com. Thanks, FrameBridge. All right, moving into entertaining sisters. But first, Liz, you had something from the Facebook group. Uh, I did. You know, we always talk about how much we love the Satellite Sisters Facebook group and that it's the nicest corner of the Internet. And it's true. I, so I just want to I just want to give you two current examples of what's happening there in the group and which is getting a lot of lively support from various Satellite Sisters. Um, one is so this is a salute to two Janes. The first is Jane Cardi McNeely. Now, she was basically crowdsourcing some safe for work advice. Apparently, <laughs> she, she used to listen to my workplace advice show, Safe for Work. So that no longer exists. But she posted her safe for work dilemma in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. And it was about she's planning to submit her resignation. And she's worked for 20 years for this small family run business. And it was about how much notice does she need to give the company? And she wanted to give like two and a half weeks notice. I'm not sure what the half a week is about there, Jane, but okay. Two and a half weeks notice. Her brother thought that that was actually kind of, you know, 
insulting to the company after so many years there and that she should give four weeks. And, but she thought that might be just too uncomfortable for her. So she threw it open to the satellite sisters, including me. And I just want to say, Jane got 105 comments. On wow. That's good. It was really good, Julie. People shared so much about their attitude about work and leaving a job. And, and I would say most people felt like two weeks and out, that's all you owe them. That's the way it works now. Don't even think about it. You know, the majority were in the two-week camp. I was more in the brothers camp because I feel like, you know, when you've been at a company for 20 years and it's a small company, giving them a little longer to recover to losing a, you know, a longtime valuable employee might be the nice thing to do. And who knows, someday you might need a recommendation from these people. But anyway, there were lots of comments in between, lots of people who were like HR professionals or people who had gone through this and agreed to stay longer. And it was unbelievably miserable. So, oh my God, whatever you do, don't do that. Anyway, I just thought, and, and Jane was constantly acknowledging, well, thank you for this. Oh, this is helpful. Okay, thank you. And it was just, <laughs> it was quite a meaningful discussion about, where we are in our lives than leaving jobs. Some people asked about what are you going to do next? There was a little discussion about that. Anyway, uh, I salute to you, Jane, uh -huh. and salute to all the people that supported Jane. I thought it was great. Did you guys read some of that? I did. It was so thoughtful and so considerate. Um, you know, they weren't, they weren't just sort of off the top of their heads, you know, kind of answers. They were really they they were really trying to empathize with Jane and Jane's position and I thought there was some excellent advice there. Yes, yes. Excellent advice that disagreed with each other, but in such a nice way. So, so thank you to the whole sisterhood that weighed in there. And then the other Jane I want to salute is a longtime satellite sister, Jane Lisinski Tumpas. And Jane shared with us earlier this year on the on the 22nd of February, her husband unexpectedly died. And she wrote about it in the Facebook group then. And I know she got a lot of really meaning, meaningful support then um, from people who either had also had a loss like that or had something they wanted to contribute to raise her spirits. And, and Jane posts a lot about other things that are going on in her life. And this week she posted just a beautiful design that she had taken her late husband's wedding band and her own and created just this gorgeous piece of jewelry out of it uh, with her husband's in the middle in a heart shaped and her birthstone and his birthstone. And I, I was just really touched that Jane wanted to share that with the Satellite Sisterhood. And also once again, touched by just how kind and generous and loving all of the comments were back to Jane. So thank you, Jane, this Jane, for sharing so much of your life with us. And thank you to all the people who are supporting Jane because I found it I found it very moving. And then one last thing, Jane's most recent post is, Julie, you'll love this because I know how anti-tattoo you are. Jane mm -hmm. got her Jane got her first tattoo last month and she posted, <laughs> she posted a picture of it. She got a tattoo of E.T., because those were her husband's initials. So I I, I supported that tattoo. 
Liam. <laughs> I just want you to know that. I, I was I, I was backing Jane on that one. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So love to the two Janes for trusting the sisterhood to support you and love to the sisterhood for supporting the two Janes. Um, there you go. Very nice, Liz. I mean, it is such a nice place to visit our Facebook group, and I hope more people go to visit. Um, I have some book re- recommendations, one for you. I'm very excited. Ina Garten has a new cookbook coming out, Go to Dinners. How perfect is that? Uh, I, you know, for me, Liz and Leon, uh, Ina Garten is really sort of important in my life because, as you know, I've lived overseas. I've moved around a lot. And cooking sometimes in foreign countries, uh, Thailand a little bit, but certainly in Russia, you couldn't always get all the ingredients at the same time. I mean, they might have turmeric one week, but they might not have it the same week that you wanted to cook it, you know, use it for chicken or whatever. Um, And what I love about Ina Garden's uh, recipes is they're, they're pretty simple. You know, yeah. that she uses a lot of olive oil, salt and pepper. You know, I mean, yes. <laughs> so they were they're very approachable recipes. They're you know, they're easy to not easy, but they're you know, you they're very attainable recipes that you can cook those always delicious. And she's always so she's been my girlfriend uh, when I lived overseas and I'm sticking with her. And I love the idea. Her last book during covid was comfort food. And now she's doing go to dinners because now we can have people over for dinner again. And, you know, it's nice to have some go-to dinners that you can count on that, you know, that will come out, you know, uh, well every single time. So I'm very excited. Her book um, uh, comes out on October 25th, but you certainly can pre-order it. Um, so Ina Garten's go-to dinners. I, I would also like to go to dinner. So that's good too. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that are making the go-to dinners, I will go to that. <laughs> okay, yeah, because you know they're solid; they're going to be delicious uh, and uh, and tasty. So, um, so I'm I'm happy about that. Now, my second recommendation isn't really a recommendation. I'm just saying it's on my radar screen because I read an article in New York Times this week about the romance novelist Colleen Hoover, and she lives just outside of Dallas and. It's unbelievable. She has sold 8.6 million uh, print books. She's uh, uh, she sold a total of over 20 million books, uh, which is more than Dr. Seuss sold this year. Okay, and she started. What I like is what I'm intrigued about is her backstory that she self-published her first novel in 2012. And many of you may already know about her. I'm sort of late to this. And she had been working as a $9 an hour social worker. Her husband is a long distance truck driver. She didn't have an agent, um, but this book slammed, came out and people read it. And they just passed on that, you know, passed it on and said, you got to read this, that her books are known for addictive SEX and outrageous <laughs> plot t- twists. OK, that's what she's what she's uh, what she's in charge of. And she's become this phenomenon and she's did it all herself. So she does doesn't have the typical background of an author. She didn't use the typical uh, route that an author uses to write a book or to get an agent to write a book. 
And so I'm intrigued about her. So I'm going to check out one of her romance novels and see what I see what I think. So that's on my radar screen this week. Okay, Okay. great. I have two recommendations. One is an Instagram channel. You know, we do talk a lot on Satellite Sisters about about sports, especially women's sports. And there's a great Instagram channel that's at on her turf that is all about women's sports and it actually comes from nbc sports but they cover all kinds of things for, you know all of the sports and college and pros and all kinds of things and it's usually very fun uh and things that may not get coverage like on you know on television or, or in a newspaper but they're also they're good with following up with some of the more serious stories in sports like last week we mentioned the brand new report that sally Yates had issued. She had been hired to do a report on abuse inside the National Women's Soccer League and the women's national team. So NBC Sports and at on at her turf is um at on her turf is following up with some of that stuff. So I really recommend it. If you like, if you like a lot of stories about, about women who are active in the sports world, it's um it's really a, a fun place to follow on Instagram. And oh, then I just followed it. This is okay. you're speaking. I was like, oh, I'm gonna go follow that right yeah, now. Oh, Leon, you would really love it. Yeah. Like I think today it's all about the Stanford golf team, right? Do <laughs> I care about do I care about golf or no? No, but fun. <laughs> look at them. They're really good. I, I like that. But maybe I you like could them. care about golf, Liz. Exactly. Perhaps. Liz, they win everything. Those I, women who went to Stanford win all the women's golf that uh, we watch. Uh, which I didn't. Yes, I did not know that, but now I know that. So thank you, at On Her Turf. Uh, and then my film recommendation this week, actually, once again, comes from the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. Kathleen recommended Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. Yes. And this is an actual movie in actual movie theaters. So, you know, you're not going to be able to stream this yet. And Kathleen wrote, I watched this film yesterday and would describe it as refreshing, whimsical, and joyful. I highly recommend it. Definitely family friendly and a ref- refreshing message for women and men over 50. So, okay, I like that. And then I went to Rotten Tomatoes, where it has 95% on the tomato meter, people. So come on. And I realized it deals with, like, obviously, it takes place in Paris. Who doesn't love that? House of Dior is part of the story. Who doesn't love that? Anyway, looks really, really good. So that's a recommendation from the Satellite Sisterhood from Kathleen. Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. Excellent. Yeah, that I, I'm so far behind on all that kind of stuff because of writing. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just so far behind on movies and TV watching, you guys. Okay. So which you is why I've actually well, been you should sick. listen to Satellite Sisters because we make recommendations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Caesar, I'm writing them down. I'm writing them down. Uh I've actually been saving the final season of Dairy Girls, one of my favorite TV shows. Just a just a brilliant, incredibly funny comedy about uh a bunch of girls living in Northern Ireland before the peace process. So Dairy Girls just dropped last week. So my recommendation is for people who also like Dairy Girls. Uh-huh. This is a show that that's been out for a while, but I missed it. So I just discovered it on Amazon prime and it's called moon boy. 
Okay. Now it's set in Ireland around the same time as Dairy Girls, late 80s, early 90s. It's sort of like Dairy Girls meets uh, Malcolm in the Middle, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Something like that. It's a family comedy, but it stars and is written by Chris O'Dowd, who I know, Liz, you enjoy the. Oh, I love him. I love him too. I have a little secret crush on him. You do. Yeah. 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 Super charming. So in this movie, the premise of the movie is he or the TV shows, he plays the imaginary friend of a 10 of a 12 year old boy. So and then get to know the whole family, the mother, the father, the three sisters who are fantastic and unbelievable and all really distinct. And so it's just sort of charming and funny and Chris O'Dowd and the little boy like wear the same clothes. And I don't know why that's just so funny every single time uh, to see a grown man um, and the the young boy in the same clothes. So it's just sort of delightful. And it's it's been out for like eight or nine years. It was over on Hulu. It was a big hit in Ireland. And now it's on Amazon. You can find it. it's three seasons. They're short and, but it's just charming and delightful and very funny. So nice. I, I recommend Moon Boy, M-O-N-N-E, Moon Boy, because that's oh, the last M-O-O-N-E or M-O-N-N-E. What? what I can't spell anymore. Is it a cavalcade or a cascade? Liz? I don't, I don't know. We will, we will put the link in the show notes. Thank so you, Liz. I'm there. just. Yeah, I can't talk. I can't talk or write or speak anymore. I'm done. Uh, which is okay. good because we're done. We're at the end of the show. I uh, just want to remind people I am hitting the road. I'm going to be in Dallas this week. I know we have a few things to say about that. I want to remind people I will be in Dayton, Ohio. So there is going to be a Satellite Sisters meetup in Dayton, Ohio. Debbie, I will get back to you. I know. I mean, speak. speaking of great people in our Facebook group, Debbie is my point person on the ground. She has gone to the hotel. She sussed it out. She she said, I wanted to check out the outdoor fire pit land, but I couldn't get out there because I didn't have a room key. So, uh, but Debbie, I will get back to you. We're going to be meeting in Dayton, Ohio on Saturday, October 22nd. If you're there from... um, it's in the late afternoon uh, and we're going to be meeting at the Marriott there where I'm going to be teaching. And so at a, at a writing workshop, but that's our best shot. Then I'm going to be in Southport, Connecticut on the 27th. And then I'm going to be on Long Island on Saturday, October 29th. Uh, signups for that start next week, but uh, lots of links I'll be posting around, but just want to remind people would love to see Satellite Sisters at all those events. Okay. Uh, thanks to Sergio Enriquez, who engineers our show. Thanks to Emily Loudermilk, who does the graphics for our show. Thank you, Emily. Thanks to our sponsors. You know, it's really how the show, how we're able to produce the show. So a big thanks to our sponsors who support Women's Voices on the Air. And a big thanks to you for supporting our sponsors. It makes it all possible. Um, to-do lists. What, what do people have? Jewel, what do you got? Okay, well, I am instituting Operation Ooh La La. That would be, uh, you are coming to Dallas to talk about your Lost and Found in Paris book. And so I'm your person on the ground. So there's a lot of logistics involved. I got to get you to various speaking events. We're doing one together. Uh, And then, you know, there's just a lot of operations. There's, you know, we're getting hairstyled. I'm going to feed you. So Operation Ooh La La is really ramping up over here, Leanne. 
Thank you, Jill. I'm looking forward to it. Should really be fun. I'm doing three events in two days, but you know, we're good to go. We're ready to go. Um, my to-do list, of course, is getting my outfits together. I mean, it's Dallas. You got to bring it. You know, <laughs> you bet, Leanne. You and can. what did I tell you? I said it was like 90 degrees yesterday, but it's fall here. So don't don't be wearing your summer clothes. Okay. You know, yeah. It was yeah. kind of threatening when she said that, wasn't it, yes, Liz? Yes, it was. I As was if threatened. like I didn't know that. Upset. Okay. <laughs> okay, fine. You, you California girls just don't yeah. know what to wear, huh? Yeah. I think you do. No, you, you got to bring it, Leanne. That's They're expecting it. I know you can do it. Yes, it's uh, it's all yeah. part of the operation. Yeah. I got to pull it. I got to pull it together pretty quick, uh, but uh, it's going to happen. Don't worry. I made some headway yesterday secured some important pieces. Some things arrived via UPS last night at 7 p.m. That was a, whew, okay, got that. I'll be ready, Jill. I'm going to hit the ground running. I get on a plane tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. in Burbank. I'm looking forward to our Dallas swing and seeing some of our Dallas satellite sisters at Rise. So looking forward to that. Liz, what do you have on your to-do list? Well, as soon as we finish this, I've got to get it on the blower with uh, the Genius Bar and cancel Genius power appointment because I had a technical breakthrough this morning. Here's a little bit of the backstory. This weekend, I was in Bend, Oregon, and all of a sudden, my laptop stopped charging. You know, the little magnetic charger thing? Yeah. Just kept falling out of that space. And I didn't didn't know what to do. I assumed it was the problem with with the charger itself. So on my way to the airport, I stopped at Best Buy to try to replace it. They're out. Supply chain, blah, 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 blah. No, they didn't have any. They had nothing at that Best Buy. Yes. Nothing. <laughs> I, you're making all these stops before you go to the airport. I know. It's oh, like I you know. have a lot of problems going to the airport. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. So wait, Julie. So then I got home and then I got on the Google and I'm like, okay, how do I, my, my computer isn't charging. I tried everything they told me to try. I was rebooting. I was unbooting. I was shabooting. I don't know what I was doing. Not, none of that was working. So then uh, yesterday morning, I got on the blower with Apple. She tried to talk me through a bunch of things. None of those things worked. So I made the Genius Bar appointment. Then this morning, as we're getting ready to start the show, I look up and I see this. I see, hang on. What are we, Liz, this is a podcast. We, we can't, can't see you, but we we can turn on our cameras. Did you hear did you hear my compressed gas duster that I just triggered? Oh so, well, so I realized audio I, cue. that was an audio cue. Yeah, you want me to do that again? Yes. Can you hear that? And so I thought, well, maybe I just need to clean out the spot where it plugs in. I own this can of stuff compressed gas but i've never once used it in the history of having all kinds of electronics have i ever used it no so right before we started this morning i sprayed some air into the place where the where the plug goes and boom done okay okay let's okay grandma thanks i know this is like it's supposed to be like a 22nd to do. Okay, yes. This is a good story, though. <laughs> Leah and I are going to sign off, but why don't you just keep no, it's all talking? Good. It's all good. You just keep talking to the Facebook group. They love no. you. Okay. All I'm saying, Julie, is I have to remember to cancel my Genius Bar appointment. That's okay. it. That was my point. It was a long oh. way to go. All right. <laughs> all right, everybody. Uh, have a good week, sisters. You too. All right. Don't forget, call your satellite sister.